0: Good morning, everybody. Today, B'zalat Hashem, will be learning Tetz Zain in Masechet's Psachim, which means that we are our third blot in to the famous sugya known as Rebchanina Gana Kohanim, so-called, because of the beginning of the Mishnah, on Yodalit Amid Aleph. This Mishnah discusses issues, it begins a seven-blot journey, where it discusses issues of Tumantara. and Now, somebody here, who we will not mention, but his name rhymes with Bandrew Binger, uh, said that when you discuss Tumma and Tara, it's kind of tough. Uh, your eyes glaze over, and that's true because we have lack of familiarity. In fact, there's no mesechtas no in, in Gemara. This is considered the locus classicus. This is the main source material for all of Tumantara and Shas, is basically these seven blot. Um, a lot of yeshivas, if the yeshiva is going to break away from the Nashim and cycle and learn they'll skip this, uh, these, four, these seven blot. But on the other hand, it's a big schust to learn it, and children, six, like this quote where we silver, six year olds in this amount of the Mikdash would know about all this because Tumantara was so central to life, maybe we'd be Zokah to get to that point where instead of unfamiliar, the halachas of Tuman Tara become very familiar indeed, be Yamos uh Bas the rebuilt Besam Mikdash Bekarov. Now, so in preparation for the basic Mikdash we have to learn some Tumantara, I think it uh, behooves us to have a little bit of an introduction, probably even go through a little bit of the Michelin Yadalid, and it happens to be that the, our topic on Daftet Zain is not that complicated. It's a, it's it's almost a standalone topic of the idea of the Tumah of liquids. Okay, but just, see, what does this have to do with our, with our context? So, you always have to worry about making something tummy. Um, and so, by way of introduction, there were levels of tumma, okay? So, the Rishon, the tumma would be, uh, and you're familiar with this throughout already, we've learned some of this, whether you have a, a carcass of an animal, a vela or a sheritz, or what the art school calls the zov and the nida, and, and the, what he calls bodily irregularities, okay? Uh, so, these are all... These are all main sources of tumah. Of course, a human corpse is the aviv at tumah. It's its own separate category, one of one, and that's the most tumey thing. And it goes down in gradations from there. Then ochlim, kelim, adam, kelim, mashkim. these are things that can become tumey from those other sources of tumah. And so, what we're trying to do, not only are you trying to keep truma. Which is very important to keep from becoming Tame, because Truma, we did not want it to become Tame. Uh, we don't want Kohanim to become Tame, uh, because they had to eat the Truma. So, these, all of these issues were very much important in the days where Tuma and Tara was kept very, very seriously, because we didn't even want levels of Tuma being conjoined with each other, in, because that would increase the level of Tuma of the less Tame thing, right? So, it's like we have today where you can, can contract. Right, uh, so to speak, a virus, tumma, obviously, is an invisible force that one can contract, and therefore, it can also have second and third and fourth, even, degrees of tumma. And the final thing I'll say by word of introduction is that the more kaddish something else is, the more susceptible it is to tumma, right? So, such that chulin are only going to be susceptible to a second, uh, order tumma or, or more, meaning, right, or, or even closer, a first and second order tumma. Um, truma is going to be susceptible to a third, or a second or a first-order Tumma, and Kachim are going to be susceptible to a fourth, or a third, or a second, or a first Tumma. Okay. Now, the way we got into this was, just to give you an idea of how important it was and how big a part of life it was, the question was, you're putting all your chametz together in a pile. So when we do, Be chametz, right, getting back to Psuchim, we just put all our chametz in a pile and set it on fire. But in those days, the question was, if you put tameh and Tohar chametz together, are you going to be uh, in violation of this idea of being the tame, your Tohar chametz? So on one hand, they're touching each other, and you are being the Talmud On the other hand, however, you're burning it already. And so it becomes a question of if you're burning it already and you're already getting rid of it, so then maybe it's insignificant and it doesn't matter anymore. Now, the truth is, that was the question in our Mishnah. And our Mishnah uh, said as follows. I'll go through the Mishnah pretty quickly, uh, because it's not so relevant today, today, but we do need to know it going forward. So, Rabbi Chaninas <speaking> Gan, a Kohanim, Oyemeir, Lo, Nim, 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 Milisrof, Saba Sushinit, Beblaratuma, Hatuma. Meim, Meim, Shal doesn't mean the water of Kohanim, <Quran> means in the days of the Kohanim. In the Kohanim, they didn't worry, so what's going on here is, Rabbi Chaninas Gan, Ha Kohanim, is gonna try to explain, to make a comparison to Chameitz, and Rabbi Akiva is going to make a comparison to having two types of chametz. And Haninah brings the idea of the basar, right? As we're saying over here, two levels of basar. Nitmeh b'abatumah, right? And nitme right? b'vlad hatumah. Vlad hatumah here is going to be the second order of Tumah, right? So two different levels of Tumah burned together. They make each other contaminated, right? And they said that they didn't mind burning those together. Afal Mosif Even though there's two degrees of Tumah sort to of speak together. And then hoisif Rabbi Akiva amar miyimeim shel kuhanim lo nim uh, Rabbi Kiva adding not only with, um, with Busser, but here he's talking about Shemin, right? That the Nair that is Tame from the Abiyah Vosatum, which is, right, the corpse, is, was actually lit with the, with the oil of the Tvul Yom. Even though it does become Tame. And then Ama Rabbi Meir, Rabbi Meir says, which this is all in the last two blot in Gemara, very much analyzed. What is midivreim? What is our mission? Talking about five different interpretations, no less. Okay, this is all what's been going on in the last two days since Shabbos, since we last saw each other. Today's Monday, since we last saw each other on Friday. All this broke out. Right? So Rabbi Meir brings it back to the idea of burning the true matzahhor with the when you're burning your chametz, right? And then Rabbi Yosi Hamida, and Rabbi Yossi is arguing with Rabbi Meir in the Mishnah to say that this is not a good analogy. And so again uh, many interpretations in the mission but the most simple one is says like this <speaking in Hebrew> that rebiosi it sounds like we be sure are going to agree with rebiosi against her mayor to say that you cannot burn those two kinds of teammates together on what are they arguing <speaking> asks in the <Hebrew> mishnah uh as we already said <speaking in Hebrew> obviously is <speaking in Hebrew> that is not yet going to be uh, determined, if we don't know yet, we don't know whether, we're waiting for Mashiach to find out whether it's true or Tahorah. So, obviously, the Mishnah itself has sort of a machlokes within a machlokes. The Gemara tries to explain it, but um, in simple terms, one of the first explanations is that really the analogy of of meat and the analogy of Rebekah of oil, those are talking about two different levels of Tumah, but they are both Tameh, being burnt with each other. How can you compare that to Khamet's where chametz Tuya has the possibility of being torah lagamrei? And so apparently, two levels of tum- two different levels of tumah are a different things, as the Gamara than one level of t- one tumah with one thing that might possibly be torah. Okay. So this is the context. We're now back. We're now, we're now a little bit in our world of what we're talking about. Um, I think a good way, to, a good place to uh, to start would be six lines up on test velvamides, where it says Amar Rabbi um, uh the last two words and six lines up on Tesophama Bayes. Again, uh, we're, there's no way to not go in the middle of something, but basically Rabbi hacha, the Mashkin, Machmas That here he's going to answer what is exactly this Machlokes of Meir and Rabbiosi, right? Again, Rabbeir says you can burn them together, Yosi says you can't. What's their machlokes? It's it's their disagreement, right, in, in the following case. You have meat, which is solid food, and it becomes tame via uh, liquid medium. Now, the liquid medium happened to become tame via a Sharetz, which is right in Ava which is fine. And the point, the question is, does a liquid become tame to the point where it can confer Tumah to something else? Now, we're used to, and we're going to address this in the Gemara, we have already discussed, remember the early risers? The early risers who used to wait for the Tumah, uh, who used to get up really, really early, rather, and they used to have the dew still on the, the, the dew was still on the produce. And we said whether that's muxher l'kabel tuma or not, we said that in order for the food to become tameh, it has to be muxher l'kabel tuma by having one of the zayin mashkim on it, having one of the liquids on it. In other words, we're used to the notion, when we learned it in brachas a little bit, we're used to the notion that something doesn't become tameh, a solid doesn't become tameh unless there's liquid on it. So we would assume that, that in itself uh, would indicate that liquid, of course, has the power to confer tuma. But as we will see in today's Gemara, those are two different things. In other words, a liquid making a solid able to accept tuma is different than the liquid itself. Being makabel tuma and transferring tuma as a as a standalone entity. So that we're going to discuss. Um, and so we're going to see inside like this. The vaser shnitim mashkin shnitim machmasheretz ve'ozv rabbi meir le'tamei. Rabbi Meir who thinks that right that this case of solid that becomes tamei from liquid and saying that that could be like the chametz follows his own logic. Where Rabbi Yosi and Rabbi Yosi follows his own logic. How so? Says the Gemara. Rabbi Meir le'tamei. The amar tuma smashkin le'tamei achirin derabbanon. Right. That Rabbi Meir is saying that the power that a liquid has to be metam is something else is only a concern mi in other words if and therefore it's going to be allowed in the base HaMikdash right because for the purposes of the of the karbanos, we're going to suspend anytime we're concerned about a Tumah like this mi we're going to suspend that in the base HaMikdash that's actually a collegial coincidence because with Chanukah coming up and the Shemen right the the I think it's the Beis HaLevi I forget who asks that Tumah is hutcher betzibur meaning if in certain cases Right, if if you had a tumah, the, the like, right? We searched for the one tahor jug of oil, but maybe we didn't even have to have the tahor jug of oil because if it was Tamimidurabanon, we were going to allow it in the base, for the lighting of the menorah and for some other um, uh, p- parts of the avodah as well. And so, really, the lesson of Hanukkah, which is coming up, is that we want to go mahajim and mahajim super tahor, anyways. But the point here is that according to Rabbi Meir, Right? He says it's only t- that, t- that liquids only have the ability to impart the Tumma midirabanan and therefore if it's midirabanan the assumption is that it's going to be allowed and that's why you could burn both. Rabbiisi litamei, but says no, he, his reasoning is the Amar Mashkin is the And And holds the the ability of a liquid to impart tumma to, to something else is the raisa, and therefore it would not it would be usr, even in the context of korbanos. The tanya, as we learned in the following brysa. so now we're getting deep into the concept of whether mashkin can be macabel and can impart Tumma the Risa as we arrive finally on Tedzain Bad Aleph, to say the following. Suffic mashkin In the case whether a a liquid has become tamei. So tame. if you're not sure if it became Tameh, so then we treat it like Mayer. So we see over here, we have a suffake uh, on a liquid, whether it became tame, or actually explains the situation, but for our purposes, we can understand right, conceptually what it means, the suffix, did this become tame or not? So Rabbi Meir holds that if, so for the purposes of the liquid itself becoming tame, we treat it like a tame, which is an indication that it's a do risa, And for the purposes of the liquid being the tame, other things, then it's considered Tahar, which is a sure sign that it, he considers that a Dirabanam. So again, that is the Brysa source of the fact that Meir holds that liquids can do in fact become Tame Mida but they're not other things that are Bahin and here again we say, Rabi Lazar said like Rabi Meir, okay, and Rabbi Huda in contrast to Rabbi Meir, Omer Lakol Tameh, that it is Going to be Tameh, not only with regards to becoming Tameh itself, but the liquid is going to also be metamei other things. And Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Shimon have this uh, this unique uh, shita within sort of uh, Rabbi Yehuda that it, that it's going to be metamei other ochlin, but it's not going to be metamei kalim. Right, that the capacity of the liquid to to, to contaminate other things, um, according to Rabbi Mayer, is going to be midor banan. But according to Rabbi Yossi, and even within Rabbi, Shim, Rabbi Huda, it's going to be midor raisa. But there's a separate reason why it's not going to be matamekelim. That's all. That's like a sideshow to the sideshow. Okay. But in principle, the issue here is: Can liquids be matame something else? Midor raisa. Rabbi Mayer says no, and Rabbi and, and Rabbi Huda says. Yes. Now, and, and, and we're trying to say that that, in fact, is the machlokas that Rabbi Meir holds like himself and Rabbi Yossi is holding like a Shimon, Rabbi Yehuda. That is how our Mishnah is, 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 uh, is organized and that is the very tail end of the analysis of the Mishnah on Yodala that we've just read um, and it's considered the fifth and the final explanation. Of the five explanations, uh, the third and the fifth explanation are the ones that, that are sustained and they're not questioned and thrown out. And so that's kind of how the mission reads. And so we go on. With this topic that we just started with, this fifth ex- explanation, this becomes our topic as follows. Says the Gemara, In our in our brisa uh, that we just quoted, we said, We say, that what? That Rabbi Lazar was saying that, like Rabbi Meir. What was Rabbi Meir? Remember, to remind ourselves that Mashkin can become Tame Midoraisa but they can only impart to him Midura That was the same of Rabbi Meir that the Baraisa had said Rabbi Lazar agrees with. Now the Gemara asks, well does Rabbi Lazar hold that that liquids can be Makabi Toba altogether. So he says, Vahatanya, we have a source to indicate that maybe he holds that they don't become Tame altogether. By the way, where it would be the source? So we have Psukim here. The Psukim in Vaipra talks about a Sharits. Falls in into an earthenware vessel, and it says, "Mikol." It says the, the, that that particular cle becomes tamei. And then it says, "Mikol asher yachel asher yavo alav ma'im itma." Right. This is that all the food that you're going to eat, if water falls on it, it's going to become tamei, as we'll see. That's talking about the heksher as we were talking about. But then it says very explicitly, "B'chol mashke asher Yishse kli Right. that anything that you drink. In any vessel, so, yitma. So, the, the, the um, is tanaim is as follows on the word yitma. Does it mean that the mashka itself becomes tamay? That would mean that yitma, that the mashka can, mida become tamay. Or do you read the word yitame That the mashka can, in fact, impart some of the other things, mida So, it's, it's a question of how to read that pasuk. So, let's see. So, the question now here is, does Rabbalazar hold that, that liquids could become tamay altogether? Well, you would think that certainly it could. Let's see. An unbelievable raisa. Rabbi Lazar says that Tumah doesn't apply to liquids at all. Well, that seems impossible. Doesn't the Torah say it? Well, says the Gemara Teda, you should know that sheharei heid Yosef ben Yo'ezer ish t'sredah. Well, Yosef ben Yo'ezer ish treda, he testified on a couple of things. Where was he made? What does it mean, testify? It means Maseches Adios, right? Where they testified on a lot of halachas, they brought him in to the Bezmash, they opened up the doors and that day they learned many, many things. And this is one of those things that Rabbi Yosef ben Yo'ezer ish t'sredah from Pirkei Aleph. Mishnah Dalit fame. He's the one that says that your house should be, right? If you might recall, if the name rings a bell. Anyway, he testified in Adios al ayal kamsa dakhan. Dakhan means that it's tar, it's kaishar. That there's a certain type of grasshopper that is kosher. We don't know what type it is. Some people think that they do. Some people, I think, some to eat them. some svivkin needs them. You have to know which one, natan svivkin. You have to know which one it is. Anyway, and about the liquids, in the Beit mid in the place in the Beis HaMikdash where you're doing the Shechita, that's also Tahar. Wow. So we see from that statement of, of, right, that statement of Yosef and Yosef Shreda, that in fact he says that Mashkin in the Beis HaMikdash are kosher, which means that they must, if they are in fact Tomei, not, we're not talking about imparting Tomei here, we're talking about if they're Tameh at all, it's a Tumah only midor It's not qualified in any way. And thus, we have this source from from Yair Yosef and Yair that Mashkim are never Tameh. They're only, if anything, Tameh midor but in the base of Miklash, they're tahar lagamre So that is the source, and we're trying to say, well, Rabbi Lazar, what does he mean when he says, V'chen ha Lazar Rabbi Yalaza Omer kittvarav? In our Machlokes of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Yosi, right, and Rabbi Yehuda and Rabbi Shimon, um, in that Machlokes, the only question was whether... Liquids impart Tumma. Nobody even says that liquids don't get tumma tummy at all. So what is the source of? And, and in fact, Rabbi Lazar said that he agreed with Rabbi Meir. So it's a it, it's a contradiction within Rabbi Lazar Does he hold that mash can become tummy at all or not? So it says the Gemara: Amar Dachan Mil Tumas Atman Shapir. So he's saying this interpretation of, of saying that Lazar agreeing with Rabbi Meir it would fit with what with there was machlokas Rav and Shmuel about what this statement of, 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 uh, Lazar meant. When he says, so Shmuel, in fact, said that all that means is that it's kosher in the sense that it's not metame other liquids. But it does have its own tuma. Well, that actually is Shapir, right? That's consistent with what we said Rabbi Meir does in fact was. So Shmuel is cool within Rabbi Lazar. That's okay, right? That's how he understood Rabbi Yosef and a testimony. And therefore, that must be what Rabbi Luzer means, And then it's all going to be, um, it's all going to be consistent with his opinion of Rabbi Meir. El of Rav says the Gemara. However, Rav understood that testimony Right. Of Rabbi Yosef and Yo'ez there, he strayed out differently, and that's gonna be a, that's gonna cause an internal contradiction within Rabbi Lazar as follows. <inaudible> Rav, in fact, understood that testimony to mean that liquids don't become Tameh at all. It's kosher Mamish. <inaudible> and therefore, how are you going to resolve this contradiction within Rabbi Lazar? Does he hold that liquids can become Tameh or not? So, Amar of Nachem Bar there he is again, son of a gun. It seems like in these Mesechters, Bermben points out, you just, every Masechle has their guy. And Anacham um, B'Yitzchak is all over Psechum so far. Anyways, Amar Anacham B'Yitzchak, Achada. It's referring to only one of the rulings. In other words, what he's basically saying is that when Rav says, Dochan Mamish, he's only referring to the ability or inability, as it were in this case, of liquids to impart Tumah. But he's really not referencing the liquids' ability or inability to become Tameh become itself. That's what he means, Achada. That we're kind of like splicing the shita of the Edis, really, of, right, um, we're splicing the edus and saying that it's only the part where we say that the, wa- that the water isn't imparting to him that we're agreeing with. But the Gemara says that doesn't seem to be the case in context because after all in the Bricer he said right? we says so well Rabbi Lazar saying that's not that sounds like he agrees what? Kitvarav is in plurals is the Gemara's going to say. It sounds like he's agreeing with both, with both aspects of what Rabbi Meir is holding. Both that the liquid can become Tame, and also that it can impart tuma. So, he's not really splicing the eaters. He's splicing, I guess, Rabbi Lazar's uh, reaction to Rebbe Mayer and the brisa. And so, we're saying you can't do that splicing. Why? The <speaking> Neficie <speaking> means it's plural, right? It sounds like Rebbe lazar agreed with both aspects of Rebbe mayor's statement. Namely, that liquid can become Tame, and also that it cannot impart tummah. But you can't say that he only agrees with one of those things because kidvarv sounds like the plural, like he agrees with both of those palachas, and therefore you're going to have to reconcile it with, right, with the atus of Ibn Yosef straight up. Okay? And furthermore, another reason why V'nachem Yitzhak's shot doesn't sound right in context, V'cha'en Kitani, right? As a matter of fact, Vermeer says a cheetah, and that says V'cha'en Mer Kidvarv. Well, V'cha'en sounds very much like He's certainly agreeing with every aspect of the mayor. Vecheyn sounds like he's mimicking him completely. And Kidvar also sounds like he's agreeing with both of those themes of the mayor. So for both of those reasons, the Gemara is going to say, not like Rav Nachman B'Ritzchuk. It doesn't sound like their Luzer is only agreeing a little bit with the mayor. It sounds like he's agreeing with him completely. And the Gemara, in fact, says, Kasha. This is indeed a difficulty. As Dr. Glad always says, Kasha doesn't mean teku. doesn't mean that we've reached a dead end. But it means we've, we've come far enough. That, um, if we want to, we could probably fetch out an answer. But the bottom line is that this... This is somewhat of a contradiction with the Rabbi Lazar because he agrees with Rabbi Yosef Ben-Yuheza testimony that water, that liquids have no sheiches to tumma whatsoever, and yet he seems to also agree, I guess he's very agreeable, with Rabbi Meir, who says that water does not impart Tumma, but it does, in fact, contract Tumma midah or So now we're 14 lines down on Zion Amad and we're going to focus on this Machlokas Rav a little bit, as follows. Gufa, Rav Amar Mamish, as we said, the Rav said that water itself is going to be not mitame and not become, and, and won't become tame. Whereas Shmuel says it does become tame, but it, it, right, it's tahar miltame tamayacherem. It does not mitame others, But it does in fact become tame midaraisa. So let's elaborate. Rav mamish. Rab held that water is completely tahar. It can't even become tame midaraisa. How so? Kesafar. Tumas Mashkin Derabonon. Again, remember, this is the machloket between Rabbi Yosef and Ezra Eastredah. Where does he get this idea? What, did, first of all, does he mean when he says that it's kosher, so to speak? In those days, there's no such thing as kosher and not kosher. I mean, there was. But really, they spoke even more about Tahar and not Tahar. The Badats, or the OU, or the Star Cases, we in Baltimore, had, were much busier with Tahar and Dame than they were with, uh, tamain. and they had these Tahar cafes for Kohanim. It the whole thing. Uh, but as a shame. You'll see. You'll see soon. Anyways. Alright, so, so when, when Rabbi Yosef and Ezra says, when, when, so, when, when he said that liquids can't become Tameh, he said, Right? That basically, all this whole idea of, uh, right? Rav is saying that Yosef holds that to the extent that beverages and liquids can become Tameh, it's all going to be only Midar Midaraisa, they can't become Tameh at all. And when did the Rabban make this? Right? On general outside of the base of type of liquids. And that's when it's going to be a gazer derbanon, that you're not supposed to handle these, you could become tame from these tummy liquids. However, but of course, once you're going to say that it's only asmid derbanon, because, as Rashi explains, that hefset kachim, we're going to, we're the right, the are making a gezira, but they have the authority to suspend the gezira in the base of mikdash, and therefore, in the base of mikdash, it's going to be okay to have these samey beverages. That's what we call Tumma That's what that's like. What we refer to, in essence, when we're saying that the tumah is such but betzibur, basically, that in the base of mikdash, because of hefset kachim, we're going to allow it for certain cases. So that was the opinion of Rabu. Shmuel Amar, Shmuel understood, as you might recall, that the liquid can become Tamei rice but can't impart Tumma, How so? Because, as the Gemara says, mil milatamei Tumas That's kosher in the sense that it can't impart Tuma to others. Tumas But the Liquids themselves do become legitimately, legitimately Because sabar mashkin Because according to Shmuel, right? Rabbi Yosef in holds that the liquids themselves do become But But to impart to others, it's only But be tar. But it's going to be And therefore, because And as we said with regards to Rav, that that rabbinic dispensation that water liquids and other liquids all of the zayn mashkin can be impart tumah that is only going to be exercised with regards to liquids outside of the base of mikdash but in the base of mikdash in the place of the shechting they're not going to make that right and therefore we're not going the the rabbana didn't make a gazera for the purposes of imparting tumah to other things and that was in the base of mikdash however its own Inherent Tumah is Midoraisa, and therefore that cannot be dispensed with in the base of HaMikdash, and therefore that accounts for their respective opinions with regards to liquids. Now we're five lines up from the wide on Tes and and we have a related discussion. said to his son, when you go visit Papa, ask the following question to him, as follows, ask him, is it really true what we just said? Can it really be that Shmuel holds that water or other liquids the seven design mashkin are um, right. Yad shachad dam. You ever heard of the acronym? Yain dvash uh, shin. Uh, we're gonna get to yain dvash. Right? Yain dvash shemen Cholov, uh tal, and then dam. We for dam, and, and then mem. Nobody knows. No, uh, mine. <laughs> okay, so very good. So that's the acronym for the seven mashkin. Anyways, so he says, ask him. Did Shmuel say that these that these liquids can be mitame acherim? But uh, they cannot be matameh achirim, but they do have inherent tumah. How does that make sense? After all, Krik Khan the pasuk itself says right? Which seems to be unqualified, and include anything that's tameh, right? Including mashkin. It says the meat of the kohanim that touches anything that's tameh, you cannot eat it. So that makes it sound like anything that it touches, you cannot eat. So it sounds like mashkin can, in fact, it's funny, right? He's 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 um, he's taking issue with Shmuel. Rob says that's even more to her that you can't even impart on other things. But anyway, be that as it may, he's taking issue over here with the idea that, that water cannot be matame because it sounds like, uh, liquids can be metame all the carbonus. Okay? So, amarashisha meat of the hava arvi, bakodesh. No. Wow. That we're talking about, this is why we have to have some sort of introduction. He's saying that the base ashkhita is not going to contaminate the, right, the carbonus, the meat of the carbonus, because that water is considered like a revi, bakodesh, which is the end of the line. Which is the end of the line, which is to say that, alright, if it's a fourth degree, if we treat it like such a weak level of tumma, so then it's kind of like saying that theoretically it's true. Meat can be contaminated by anything that's tummy. But, so theoretically that might be true, but liquids in the base of mikvash that, that level of tumma that we're parted on it is so incredibly weak that it's like a fourth degree of separation tumma. That's like getting a dead vaccine, uh, in the, in the contamination analogy, right? Like you, you can't even catch it, okay? Um, and that's why, in other words, the halacha is going to be that it's treated as if it can't impart tuma. But it's true. Let's say it is tame in theory, but it's not going to be tame in practice because it's on such a low level of tuma. But that answer Ravashi doesn't like. Farvashi or because once it's that low level of tuma, you don't call that tame anymore. We, that's another uh, aspect that tame is usually referring to something that is not only tame but can impart tuma to other things. When something is tame but cannot impart tuma to other things, we typically use the phrase, the term puzzle. That's what we call puzzle. Puzzle means that it that that it's tummy, but it's not being the tummy other things. Anyway, high liquid tummy. But here, when we talk about the liquids in in the area of shita so then we will call them tummy. So that sounds like there are high level of contamination here again. Kasha, we find ourselves at another difficulty, and so I guess if the Gemara finds these things difficult, then we can justify thinking ourselves that this is difficult. Um, interesting The Rambam in the prayers from uh to Taros. Talks about how uh, I've been told by the great Tafiyomi masters about how he went over these halachas of tumantara many, many, many times before he understood it. So I guess we can't expect us to understand it quicker than the Rambam. But uh, we're doing our we're doing our best here to try to keep it as clear as possible. Anyway, second wide line, we find we have challenging Rav's view. Remember that Rav is saying that liquids are completely kosher; they're not going to be metame, and they're not going to be even susceptible to becoming tame. So we're going to throw a whole bunch of uh, challenges to Rav here. Uh, sources that indicate that water and other liquids do in fact, they must become Tameh on some level midaraisa, as follows. Let's see. Tashma. It says the Pasuk. Mashke, yishase, this is the Pasuk we quoted before. After all, doesn't that sound like liquids become Tameh? It says, any drink that you drink in any vessel shall become Tameh. It's a Pasuk that tells you that liquids become Tameh. What's Rav talking about? It says the Gemara. Oh. That is now, that's telling you about the Machshir. Uh, that's what we were talking about before. Get it? In context, that was again we call Ukhlashir of all of Mayim. This is talking about the liquids being maqshir solids. Right? Just like we said before, in order for a solid to be susceptible to Toma, it needs to come in contact with one of the zayn mashkim. So that is what the Halakha is talking about. It's not talking about having one of the zayn mashkim in a cup and it becoming Right, tummy itself, even though that's literally what the words are, it says, kli. Right. it sounds like it's talking about liquids in a cup, but it's really talking about the uh, ability of these liquids to be of the solids, okay? Well, the Gemara says, yeah, but the whole idea of hikshir comes from the first part of the Pasuk, because it says, all the food that you're going to eat, that has maim in that case, it's the, the Pasuk says, that gets, right, moist with water, that becomes, that becomes, um, susceptible to tumma. So, we already learned that. So, what's the second part of the pasuk where it says that, and when you drink that water in a cup, it's also tamay? It really sounds like it's saying that the liquid itself become tamay. So, he said no. So, first of all, the Gemara is going to ask that question I just mentioned, right? We call asher yachel, right? That sounds like we already learned that it can be become toma, So, what's the second part of the pasuk? So, the Gemara answers no. You need both parts of the pasuk. And they both teach you that the liquid are mahshir lakabotoma as follows. Chad chad That you need both parts of the pasuk. The first part of the pasuk is well is to teach you really it's it's backwards. It's really like chad <laughs> and First part of the Pasuk means if your food fell into a pond, right, that's mechubarin. That means that the water is still in its natural habitat. So if your water fell into a pond, it's gonna be mukhila kabal it can become susceptible to tuna that way. And pollution means that if you took said water out of the pond and had it in a cup and then poured it on the on the food, it could also be with khabil that way. But both parts of the psukim are talking about solids becoming susceptible to tumah. That's what the Gemara is answering. And therefore, both positive psukim so are not really referring to the liquid's ability to become Tama itself, but rather to the liquid's ability to be machier, uh to make the solid susceptible to Tama. Ah. Now, why do you need both Mechubarin and pollution, says the Gemara, You need both part of the possibility, because if all you learned about was water in a cup that's because somebody made it significant, right? As Rashi explains, you sort of like, singled it out. You say, ah, I see this water I have use for. Aim maybe you say, yeah, but like, free, free range water in a pond, maybe like, since it wasn't designated for anything, maybe that wouldn't make something Moshal like And conversely, if you, on mechubarin, if you only learned water in its natural habitat, maybe Mishum because when it's in its in the ponds, we know what it is. That's water. About pollution, aim low, but like water in a snow globe or whatever. So that's already designated as something else. Maybe it loses its status of a, as a beverage that's metame something once it's used in a different capacity. Therefore, tsrichi. that's why we need both parts of the pasuk. So now five lines up. Uh, from the bottom to we have another challenge of Rav's concept that liquids don't become tomato. Oh, that only, right, these, these, uh, mikvahs, right, only these, Natural springs and cisterns in the mikvahs shall be taur. That seems to imply everything else can be tawar, right? That the concept of tumma does, in fact, apply to, wa- to water in this context. So when say, what does it mean, Yetawar? It just means, over there, that the concept, is teaching you the concept of mikvah. It's teaching the concept that things can become purified through the water. It's not really talking about the water itself becoming tawar. Okay, once we're talking about that, let's see. Wait a minute. Can detached water, in fact, right? uh generate this kind of tuma (laughs) mid arisava yyosi bhina mashkin base mitbaya lodayansha hendakhan elashain mah shirin. The Vyosi Birv Khanina said explicitly, right, that the water in the place of Shita not only are they Tahar, but they don't make anything susceptible either. It makes it sound like that water can't even make um other things other things Tame. Uh it can't even be Mahakshir them to be Tamai. Wow. Sounds like ma'im, right? What we call detached, right? Solution can't even make something susceptible to tumah. So the Gemara answers that can't be that we don't hold like that's tirgama al dam. Says the Gemara. Now Rabbi Yoshi is only specifically, specifically talking about all that blood that's spurting around in the in the shechita process because water, of course, can make food susceptible susceptible to tumah even if it's felushim, but. The blood of the animals that like, you is not going to generate that kind of tumah at all, and you need, and that's important because after all, you want to be able to bring these korbanos. So it says, um, How do we know that the blood of this, of the all these right karchim, isn't going to make everything susceptible to tumah? Uh, and we use and we expound on the pasuk that says, with regards to the blood of an animal, we said you're not supposed to eat it, right? You're supposed to spill it on the ground like water. But we learn from that pasuk further, "Dam Kamaim." that it's only water that can be spilled freely like it's only rather blood dam, that can be spilled freely like water that is makshir. however as we turn to, to dam, she, enonish, but right like when you have like a bloody steak as Andrew likes it really really rare as he's well known for that so if you have that bloody steak and you have all that like interstitial blood inside the meat right that, that blood in the meat is not going to generate any, any tuma it's only going to be like the arterial blood that spurts out that's going to generate tuma to that, What about the blood that trickles out when you do the shechita, right, um, that seems to be like it's spilled on the ground like water, it is in fact very flowy, The and yet we know that it doesn't generate susceptibility to Tuma, so he says, yes, well, that's a separate issue, yes, of course, we said that dam it needs to be flowing like water in order to be, make something, but... That could never mean the dam ha-tamsis, right? There's a difference between arterial blood. Dam ha-tamsis is like we know that's capillary blood, but like when you extract, let's say somebody's tooth, for argument's sake, right? So that blood isn't really coming spurting out from like a main artery. That would be considered dam ha-nefesh. That would be like life blood. But all like the blood that's actually there, that's collecting, that's considered dam ha-tamsis. So we have a halacha that the dam that we're talking about that can make something tumah is is arterial blood, right? What we call dam ha-nefesh. But this dam that just happens to be inside the muscles, right? If somebody Khalil, loses like a limb, so if they lose blood, if they bleed out, it's from an artery. But they're not; nothing's happening from the fact that they lost like, the the blood that's within those muscles of, let's say, that limb that they lost. Anyway, that's what the gemara is saying here: that the Mamtis even in chulin, isn't going to be mashalakabel Dhamma Tamtis is that blood that's inside your rare steak. That's not real blood, life blood. How do we know? Says the gemara. Give him a name, Rav Shmuel bar Ami, to Amrachmana. Rav had a maseira that the pasuk says like this: "Rak chazak liviyut yachol dam." You should strengthen yourself not to drink uh, dam or eat dam, because dam who ha nefesh, because dam is the life force. Says the Gemara: "Dam shah nefesh yotzebo kara dam. Dam shayena nefesh yotzebo ainu kara dam." So that's where we get the idea that the arterial blood that you need for life, by the vital blood, that's called dam. Everything else, the interstitial blood that's like within a muscle, um, that's not considered dam at all, and therefore that is where we get that idea. Now. Nine lines down at the Zynam base, the Gemara is going to go back to challenging Rav here on the idea that liquids are not toma at all, meter Rice as follows. Touchma Dam Shinitma Vizart uzrako. Let's say Dam became Tame, and then anyways, you did the Rikas Saddam as part of the Avoda. Bishogeg hurtsa be lo hurtsa. So in that context of the bracelet, it says if it occurred Bishogeg, then it's okay. Hurtsa means that the right the carbon's accepted, and if it was done to the carbon's not accepted. Be that as it may, there's a concept here. Dam shinitma, right? We say that the blood got tame. So after all. <laughs> how could Rob say that liquid zombie can't dummy? It says it damn. does become Tommy. So the guarantee says no meter abundant. It means that it became Tommy meter abundant. The law could you right? And that priceer uh, which holds that you can have meter abundant. Now Now, Rabbi Rabbi Yosef bin Yosef Ishtrela said that if it's midarbanon, then you can't even call it Telmein in the base of Mikdash. But that's what it means when it says it's not like Yosef bin Yosef Ishtrela. That he holds that, that they did. They have the, they had the darbanon over there, even in the base of Mikdash. Now, 11 lines down, 11 lines down, another challenge to Ram. Tashma. Almaha tzitz miratze. Right? So we know that sits at the coin. Um, right, at the coin god of war, it was actually t- effective in being Mahaper, the aboyness of Yisrael Which one specifically? Al-Hadam, shnitma. On all of these aspects, the meat, the blood, and the chela that became Tameh. Well, dam is listed in that list of things that become Tameh. And therefore you see their source of liquid becoming Tameh. Okay, the brayla continues to say, "Bein b'shogeg, be bein b'meizel." Be regardless of whether it's shogeg baby bein b'meonis, be os- be bein baby be bein b'yachid, be bein b'tzibur. Be so it's saying that regardless of whether it was intentional or not, or whether it was right, an a, a korban yachid or a communal korban, all of these things, it, the dam, the sits would be meratzed. But the point is that it's talking about the sits giving right this this uh, tiara or whatever you're going to uh, how are you going to say it, the head uh, uh, thing that they call in battle war. Is going to what give atonement for dam that became Tommy So obviously we see the liquids can become Tommy meter, as I said before. Now that's called bad and it's going not and like as we said before. We'll finish up. We have like two minutes, so ten lines up at the bottom. Another challenge of Rav. Tashma v'nasa Aaron as avon hakadoshim. The Torah says regarding again the tzitz that Aaron, the Cohen Goddle, on his forehead that he he has a right. He has the avon hakadoshim. He bears the sin of the of the kachin. What sin is it referring to? Avon who knows? I the Mar. What kind of atonement, What is he carrying? What's the sin here? Avon pigol, If it's talking about the the sin of what of having intent to consume. Uh, the Korban, not in the proper place or time, which is called Pigul. We already said in the Pusuk says it, that the Titz is not Meratze for that. If it's talking about the Avera of leaving over, Noisar leaving over from the Korbanos, right? there's a Pusuk that says, specifically, that those things cannot be atoned for, right? It says, okay, so those things can't be atoned for. Has to be that it's the Avon, the Avera of Tuma, right, which has the exception as we see here that it's it's oh, it's allowed but cibor, and my love to masdam is it not referring to mustam so no it's talking about Tumas to that that whole idea of of tuma was not referring to the tuma of liquids but it was referring to the Tumah of a solid, the Kamatzim are the Mincha offerings, the, right, when you, when the, when the coin sticks his, his hand, his finger into the flower. And so we have the idea of Hutra Mikhala B'tzibor, Tumma Hutra going back to the message of Hanukkah, and, but we should always search for that, Pach Shemin, and to have the Tahara within. We'll continue with the final challenge of Rav, four lines up from the bottom Tetzain on base tomorrow.